Hello, welcome back to That 70s Card Show. I'm your host, John Keating, and I thank you for joining me as I take a look back at the cards and the culture of the very colorful 1970s. We'll revisit a more simple time in our hobby by taking a deep dive into the sets and the stats with a generous amount of dad facts sprinkled in. That 70s Card Show is currently sponsored by Nobody. If you have a comment or suggestion, I urge you to drop me a line at that70scardshow at gmail.com that 70s card show on facebook or 70s card on twitter all letters no numbers this is episode 16 all things must pass so we've had a very interesting week in the hobby i'd like to start out by kind of recapping what has happened i am not going to be highlighting a set or any kind of dad facts this week because the week speaks for itself it's been a crazy crazy week hit after hit after hit and uh there's no need to uh no need to have an episode get lost in all the uh all the happenings that are going on out there so i'm I'm coming to you live from uh blacksburg virginia home of the virginia polytechnic institute and state college virginia tech Hokies, go Hokies! uh we'll get back to that in a bit but let's talk about the week as i said hottest wagner t206 sgc graded three i believe popped off at 6.6 million dollars this week to set another all-time record it seems like it keeps happening and what a week for it to happen Uh, i have a a tried and true uh measurement I, i i consider vintage to be like water and water always finds its level and uh, i think we're always going to see hannes and or mickey mantle in the top spots at least in the uh realized price in auctions i think that there's there's just no way around it their reason those cards are so iconic and uh i think that that's a great thing for our hobby getting back to where it's been for many, many, many years. I don't mind the newcomers. I'm very happy for the newcomers, but these are uh, these guys have staying power. Not sure how many of these new cards will continually to to the same card will continue to to, to set the bar higher and higher. I don't see that happening with any of the, the the modern cards. Again, I think the vintage cards will just keep climbing higher and higher in their realized prices. Uh, PWCC was in the news earlier this week. If you can think back to the early part of the week, uh, eBay suspended them from selling on their platform. Presumably, or assume uh, from what it's been reported, uh, they they participated in uh, shill bidding, actively pers- participated in shill bidding on the eBay website, which is prohibited. Uh, PWCC sells roughly $200 million worth of cards on eBay each year. By far, the the, uh, largest volume on that site comes from PWCC. I am not a fan of PWCC. I know that they have a history of other things that they may or may not have participated in. Uh, I don't care to expand on that because it just doesn't matter to me i don't i don't uh, use their platform i don't use their program i don't use them on ebay Uh, all i can say to that is that ebay would not have gone public in the fashion that they did 
if they didn't have a preponderance of evidence. It takes a, uh, you know, it takes a uh, a lot for some of these companies to turn uh, turn their back on uh, such a big heavy hitter like PD, PWCC. But I, I suppose that eBay is trying to protect themselves as well and, and hedge their bets with liability so that they don't get hammered um, once, if and when uh, evidence does come to light that there was shield bidding on there. They don't want to be uh, an accessory to that. Uh, the PWCC model, I know uh, everybody likes to talk about their vaults, whether it's PWCC or COMC. I don't, that's just not my thing. I'd rather have my cards in my hand uh, collecting for myself. If I need to lock my cards up, my bank is down the street. I can get to them. I can go to them every day and look at them. Uh, I don't need to have them in a vault across the country. I understand people are shifting inventory, but my collection stays with me for the most part if it's not at the bank. And uh, kudos to those who uh, do that. They they really, especially some of us old heads, they really put a lot of time and effort into moving their cards around, especially on Com C. And I, I admire their tenacity. I just don't have it in me to do it. Uh, PWCC will be rumored to be starting their own platform in September. So that begs the question, who will regulate PWCC on PWCC's own website? I'm not sure that there's an answer for that. I doubt that. Uh, I doubt that they'll they'll kick it off with a huge bang here because it, it's it, it may not go well, and um, rightfully so, I suppose. So that was that. That was PWCC earlier in the week, and guess what happened recently? Obviously, yesterday the bomb hit that tops uh, is will no longer be holding the license from the MLPA as of, I believe, 2023, and the MLB as of 2025. I think 2025 is their last year. So uh, we're all a little ups- we're all sad about that. I can't say that we're upset because I don't have a dog in that fight. Uh, Tops has always been the, the king as far as I'm uh, concerned for the collector. In the 70s, which we talk about a lot on this show, they uh, they ruled the seventies unimpeded, uh, bar some uh, some some stragglers, but there was no you know Bowman like there was in the fifties. Fleer was popping up in the sixties, and in the eighties, of course, we know what happened there. So uh, the seventies were kind of a pure time for tops, I guess. But uh, and that's fine. They've had a great run, and you know stuff happens. Uh, I think it's unfortunate again, but uh, you know. 2021 here, you have opening day and the flagship sets and the heritage set and the stadium club and the Allen and Ginter. There's just too much going on. I think I'm an unabashed vintage collector. There's just too much going on with these sets. And I feel the same way across the board with basketball and football as well over there in Panediaville. When I have to study a card for a half an hour to figure out whether it is a, um, a variation, whether it's a this, whether it's a that, it's just too much. So I like I enjoy opening packs. I I enjoy opening boxes. I opened up a Allen and Ginter box just this week, Monday evening. Had a I loved it. Thought it was cool. Some stuff was yeah, some stuff was great. But I I, I shouldn't have to work too hard wondering what cards I have. Uh, again, too many variations as far as I can tell. Um, 
I can't I can't figure out what a base card is versus what a hit card is most of the time, and uh, especially now that I have my I need my cheaters. So that's how I feel about the modern game. So that's why I'm not too crushed about tops uh, or MLB parting ways. It happens. Tops can't live on its legacy forever. I think Tops has done great things for baseball. And I think baseball has done great things for Tops. But uh, it happens. Uh, again, I collect vintage. That is a, uh, a slower lane, and it's a great lane to be in. And we'll see what happens from here on out with vintage does uh does vintage attract more collectors perhaps the folks that came on board in the late 80s and 90s are they going to switch to vintage or move backwards to vintage the people that are collecting now which these guys and gals who collect now have an amazing capacity to be able to tell all these variations apart keep them straight in their minds really uh computer Almost their their brains are like CPUs, and I admire that. I just I just can't uh, I just I just can't put the effort in like they do. So what happens? Do they dumb it down, as I say, and go back to vintage, or they they're going to keep chasing cards? Whoever the supplier is, I imagine they're just going to keep going and collecting. And vintage will attract its people, but uh, you know. There's 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 a pro, there's going to be a new product out there and people are going to love it I'm sure. Uh, so uh, does that also mean coming up in the future in the next couple of years we're going to have a new dump of modern cards from Tops just flooding the market with these things? Uh, they they'll have inventory they need to get rid of meaning cardstock and and ink and whatnot. So are they just going to just print cards? Is there a uh, stipulation in a contract that they can't do so. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, one of the things, several things you have to worry about here if you're tops moving forward is uh, the talent drain in the next couple of years. Now, 2025 uh, will have will be will have been the 74th anniversary of tops. It's a shame they couldn't go one more year, so there will be no 75th anniversary issue. But it seems far off in the distance. But if you are at tops and you're a card designer. How long do you stick around for? There's going to be a talent drain, I imagine. I imagine there's going to be some sort of half-hearted effort by some folks that work there, knowing that they're really not the the flagship of Major League Baseball anymore as far as the card game. Uh, will they be saving designs for other products? It might be a time to go back to retro, maybe the old Bowman where it's just a photograph on the front. That'd be kind of cool, right? A little bit of a... Retro feel of the early 50s color Bowman cards. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see what the designs look like in the next couple of years. So, you know, who knows? Um, but there's there's nobody, nobody, you know, there's talk about tops being people are wishing it more than anything at tops being purchased by fanatics. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, I, and as far as the, uh, the MUDs, Tops IPO that's dead in the water as of this morning, and um, I never thought it was a wise investment. I owned the old TOPP back in the day, probably twenty years ago, fifteen twenty years ago, and it really wasn't a big mover. Something that's big to us isn't necessarily big to Wall Street investors and institutional investors or even day players. There's just not enough 
substance there to uh, move the stock in any way that benefits that would benefit people like you or I. Uh, we know from uh, you know we what we do what we would what we could assume is that these people that run muds and essentially all the folks uh, that are involved maybe panini the the players association the various players associations there's probably enough information out there that that for months that this was going to happen so these folks aren't dumb they're playing with other people's money but the realized gain is their money so they're still they're still in it for money i I don't, um, you know, what I'm saying is most of us have no idea what we're doing in the stock market. So MUDs is exactly what it sounds like if you were to buy a stock. So anyway, sorry for those folks who have MUDs. See what happens. See what it's worth. I I doubt it's going to be worth much uh, more than the investment you put in. Uh, Panini, same boat, right? Maybe maybe worse because Panini is kind of like... uh, you know the the last bedroom, the last bedroom after uh, everybody's done something wrong and Dad's coming around with a belt and Panini's at the last bedroom at the end of the hallway and and has heard all what's happening everywhere else and uh, kind of waiting for that door to open. So good luck to Panini. Uh, not sure what's going to happen with you guys. They have a you know football and basketball. They risk losing. Fanatics uh, threatens or promises. Depends on how you take it to start up their own card company, which has to be difficult. It's been done before. Obviously, in the 80s, in the 90s, it was done. But this will be a different story because it's one thing to start an upper deck when you have Fleer, Tops, and Dunras producing sets. You can kind of make your mistakes off to the side there. uh, Upper deck happened to hit a home run with their first set. But, you know, Pacific score... All those guys, you know, they 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 got to make their mistakes in the dark without everybody seeing them. Fanatics, everybody's going to be watching, especially if they try to pull off the big three within a couple of years: baseball, basketball, and football. Uh, what's the design going to look like? We don't know, obviously, right? Where they're going to get their designers from? We don't know. Will it be too much for us traditionalists? We don't know. Manufacturing may be an issue. Uh, some of these companies have been making cards for, oh, 70 years, and they still can't cut cards straight or um, prevent scratches and stuff like that. So, Fanatics, I'm sure you'll have some growing pains. Good luck to you with that part of the manufacturing quality control. Just discuss that, right, with the off-center stuff, scratch stuff. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, my big thing is: there going to be a size change? Is there going to be a, a a different way or a different kind of sport card on the horizon? This might be an opportunity for somebody to think: let's completely shake the bottle up and and uh, see something new here, see something different. Maybe we'll have oval cards. Maybe we'll have round cards. Maybe we'll have triangle cards. Maybe we'll have rhombus cards. We don't know. Obviously, something like that would have a seismic effect on our industry because, hey, we put cards in pages and boxes, in penny sleeves, in card savers. Who knows what's going to happen? But you can kind of see people wanting to look into the future and and see the way cards are going to be instead of the way they've been for 
70 years almost without change from Tops. Tops uh, shrunk their cards back in the 50s, but prior to the 50s, there were all sorts of different shapes and sizes. So maybe we're back to that uh, that that frontier. And um, let's see what happens there. Uh, you know, will there even be paper cards? We don't know. Is, is there going to be something, or are they working on something completely different here? Or will they be working on something completely different? I'd hate to see something along the lines of an all-electronic all set. I'm not an NFT guy. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I think that that's uh, something different altogether. Uh, so uh, what happens when you have one company that's producing football and baseball and basketball or, you know, the creativity, where's the creativity come from there or the, you know, the lack of competition, these companies push each other and I feel that they're influenced more so by their competition than they are by the consumer, which is good for all of us because it keeps them honest within the industry. So, what happens when, um, you know, I, I doubt for one minute that Fanatics cares what the look and feel of a Tops Champions League soccer card looks like in a few years. They're going to do their own thing, and they're going to try to do it uh, their own way. So that's that's that. You know, it, it, we've had a very interesting summer with acquisitions, mergers and such, um, auction houses going to grading companies, that was a big one. Southern Hobby being bought as well. I'm, I'm, the cynic in me sees that that was all um, uh, part of this. Everybody knew what was happening. Southern Hobby, they, they do all right on their own, but think about losing basketball, football, and baseball all within a matter of one or two years. And uh, the distribu- you know, distribution will be going through Fanatics. They know how to do that pretty much uh, better than anything else they do. And, in, you know, so what, hap- what happens there is uh, these companies kind of seems like they're, they're getting out just in time, which, again, going back to the stock market, these are a lot smarter people than us. So dabbling financially in any of this stuff other than buying a card is kind of silly for us untrained monkeys. Um, it, it is an end of an era, obviously. Tops, uh, again, I'm a Tops fanboy. But we've seen uh, memorabilia, the memorabilia game change used to be uh, getting old uniforms or hats or bats or gloves or balls, but all that stuff now is pretty much controlled by baseball or exclusive contracts players have. Uh, I was at the MLB store this past week in New York City, and they're selling bases and cleats and hats and balls and all that stuff game used. So they control that game now. You can go to a baseball game and buy a complete catcher's uniform that was worn by a player at some point uh, walk out of the park with your you know chin pad chest pad and your your shin pads and your mask and all that stuff it's crazy that that those days of uh, procuring memorabilia are that we knew them that we knew of are gone it's a different game there ask these guys to collect tickets right so ticket collectors are kind of a very niche thing in our hobby and guess what they don't make anymore? They don't make tickets for the most part. I believe they're all electronic or electronically distributed. I, I did a walk-up at the Chicago White Sox games. game. Uh, it was games because it was a doubleheader in July, and 
did not re- receive a ticket stub. I received a PDF with my ticket on it right there at the ticket window. So even stuff like that's changed. It's just the way it is. Things move on. Um, so be it. Uh, Tops was the safe bet for so long. Uh, they were the innovator. Uh, they were synonymous with the product and they weren't quite band-aid or jello but they were as close as could be uh if you knew anything about baseball cards you knew the name tops so uh yeah so i'm here in blacksburg virginia i'm dropping my youngest son off for his second year of college Uh, reminds me of last year august of 2020 dropping my son off for his first year at his dorm. And he said to me, as I was helping him push his stuff in, Dad, let go, let go, let go. And not only was he talking about me letting go of the cart I was pushing, and he, we were pushing together, but it's it was a uh, obviously a metaphor for just let me go, Dad. So uh, I cried when I got home. I, you know, I was like a Michael Jordan meme, but... Um, You know, I'm feeling much better this year doing the same thing, right? So we'll we'll feel better. We'll feel better about this whole thing in a couple of days, weeks, months. Maybe even it'll take some of us some years. Uh, Sunrise doesn't last all morning, and a cloudburst doesn't last all day. Uh, These are words written from the um, written and sung by George Harrison on the 1970 album "All Things Must Pass." George Harrison was releasing his first solo album following the breakup of the Beatles. And for some people, that was the end of the world. And it turned out everything was okay. That album ended up selling 6 million copies. So uh, I'm sure that our hobby will come out of this a lot better and stronger and bigger and maybe cut some of the fat out along the way. Again, all things must pass. And uh, this too shall pass. So, uh, That's it. Sorry for not going over any cards. I think it was important to talk about uh, my feelings, at least towards this whole thing. Maybe agree, maybe disagree. That's okay, because we all do it a different way in this hobby. And um, it's not the end of the world, folks. So next week, I will be in Dallas, Texas, or more accurately, Allen, Texas, uh, for the Dallas Card Show on August 26th through 29th at the Delta Marriott Convention Center. They are not sponsoring me or endorsing me, but I just thought I'd say that. I'm going to give that a whirl. I'm excited to meet a couple people there, hopefully participate in an event that I was invited to, and I'm I'm very fortunate to have received an invite. And I'm looking forward to meeting other people there and, more importantly, buying cards and getting back to doing what we do instead of... um, Instead of uh, wishing for control of something I cannot control. So I'll still wear my top shirt for many years. I'll still have my tops sign in my card cave. And I, I'm still surrounded by my tops. My little tops friends that I grew up with uh, all filed away in binders and cardboard boxes. Uh I want to thank you for joining me this week in my journey back in time. We didn't go back in time. We talked about the present, but you get the idea. Um, 
If you have a set uh, from the 70s that you'd like to hear more about or are interested in sponsoring that 70s card show, please reach out to me at that70scardshow at gmail.com, that70scardshow on Facebook, or 70scard on Twitter. I've actually spelled it out for you in the show notes if uh, you guys need to get in contact with me. So uh, please continue to enjoy this music by Mango Safari, which is available on iTunes and Spotify. And more importantly than ever, enjoy collecting and enjoy your collection. Thanks, folks. Have a great week.